Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big One Podcast. It's your boy, B Boy. I'm New Guy. Also, Baby G. Oh, rapid fire on that intro this week. Snuck in there. I don't want to keep the people waiting. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even mess up at all. Not. Don't worry about it. Very well done. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, well, welcome to the Big One Podcast. We talk motor sports. You can follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter. Or email us at podcastbig1 at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we talk all motorsports. Sometimes we talk uh, food, drinks, anyone. Um, that's an offer. That wasn't something Cheers. that we talk about. Um, yeah, I'd love one. And, uh, and, and we sometimes talk sponsors. Who's our sponsor this week, boys? Oh, God. Not again. We've really got to be better about this. I mean, the podcast is going to go broke, like, tomorrow. We, much like the country of the United States, have a lot of debts to pay, and I am not authorized to pay them. So, yeah, I'm not authorized to increase the debt ceiling either. So. Yeah, I think it's all in Baby G's hands, but we can deal with the uh, administrative details later. You are He is the accountant, after all. I am, just, just not the accountant for this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of accounting, what's going on in the racing world? Well, a uh, great transition. A very, yeah, very smooth. <laughs> um, just like we do every week and have done every week since the podcast started, it's time for Muniz Watch. Muniz Watch. <laughs> I really like the Muniz Watch. Thanks, yeah, it took me all of seven seconds. Excellent. Um, so, uh, yeah, Frankie Muniz did not race this week, but we still want to watch him. Uh, he is currently second place in ARCA behind Jesse Love. Man, I don't know if y'all have looked at the ARCA like rankings, but it is a mess. I mean, first place has gotten seventh, 27th, first, first. Frankie has gotten 11th, 6th, 9th, and 8th. Like the fact that you can, he's he's not finished in the top five and he's in second place overall. Like, yep. amazing. That's hilarious. I mean, in Arca, it's either you win or you or you wreck, and that's about it. And and he's basically just logging laps in his first full season and doing very well. So yeah, um, we love to see it. Tony Brightinger is also uh, someone that we are watching as part of Frankie of, of Muniz Watch. She's currently in ninth place. With a 23rd finish, a 22nd finish, and a 12th finish, and an 11th finish. Um, Arca is racing before the Coca-Cola 600. Are we going to that? It's a double yes, bill, are. so our Friday night tickets for truck are going to get us in to see that Arca race as well. They yes. will. They're a little bit earlier, though. We have to get there kind of early. I want to say 6.30 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. It's not too early. It's, it's fine. Gotcha. Cool. We'll definitely do it. Um, because yeah, wanna... that's going to be Muniz's first win, so it's going to be very cool to see the first God, one. I can't wait. I can't wait. We should make it uh, life goal, see every one of Frankie Muniz's wins. Cool. We just need to make him the new Austin Dillon. What's the policy oh, on bringing yeah. signs into NASCAR tracks? Because we should just like do five letters, M-U-N-I-Z, and see if we can get them to acknowledge us uh, after the race. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, totally, totally cool. But we have six people, so let's do an F, period, and then Muniz. Nice. I like it. Cool. Um, um, so quick, I, I do want to say there is there is an actual thing for Muniz Watch. This please. Week, which, have you all heard about what's going on with this baby? 
Negative. Oh, hospital. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the hospital like uh, for three different emergency rooms. I think everything is fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, his baby was in the hospital, which is never good for a baby. Yeah. Well, they just we... can't tell you what's wrong, you know. No, babies are I dumb. Don't know how to speak? Yeah. No offense to babies, but they are categorically not intelligent, and mm-hmm. um, that does make it hard to diagnose things. I hope everything is uh, all right with little baby Munez. Um, I do have some trivia for Munez Watch if we want to dive into that really quick. Let's do it. In 2009, Frankie Munez was on a a team named after which defunct MMORPG was the team Simpsons Online Racing, Team Stargate Worlds, or Toontown Motorsports? Baby G? I'm going Toontown for sure. Okay. I'm going to go Stargate just because my brother is absolutely obsessed with that show and owns all of the seasons on DVD. Well, I am pleased to say that, Baby G, you got it right. Let's go. Uh, the Come year that Frankie Muniz was, uh, uh, yeah, in, in 2009, Frankie Muniz was racing on a team that renamed themselves to Team Stargate Worlds in a partnership with now defunct bad MMO, Stargate Worlds. Love it. I'm going to have to find this game after this, see if I can find it uh, in the archives in the way back somewhere. Mm. And that... Yeah, that's pretty good. That has been Munez Watch. Toontown Watch. God, I played that game. Those, honestly, Did I had you? a lot of good, a lot of fun on that game. Was was that the peak of Toontown, or was it a little bit before that, 2009? I feel like that was probably... Mm. Oh, probably. peak was before that. Maybe. Yeah, I thought so. I think it was when I was like in middle school, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Peak was middle school. My, I, I never, I always played free Toontown. Never could con my mom into paying for it. I'm going to bleep all of this just so people can't age us. I don't want to know how old we are. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get us out of Muna's watch and uh, take us into truck. Why don't you? I got this one. Um, so, okay, we, we just have to quick recap here, and then I can kind of break it down a little bit. But our stage one winner was Christian Eckes. Our stage two winner was Willie B showing up uh, in, in double double duty this weekend. And then our race winner was Christian Eckes getting it done at the historic Darlington Speedway. Did you all get to watch the race? I did. I, I know we were texting a little bit. I missed the first 90 mm-hmm. laps because time zones are hard, and I thought the race was starting an hour <laughs> later. So missed the first 90 laps, but caught the rest of the race. I got to say, it was good the whole way through. The trucks are so ideal on a slippery track without a lot of space. Um, just really good. It's just really, really good. Um, it was probably... I don't know. I guess the cup was pretty good. X Men was pretty good. It was, I think it was my favorite race of the weekend. Hell yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, super, super good. Like you said, these trucks are sliding all over the place. And the only thing I didn't like was the caution at the end that turned it into a wreck fest yeah. in, in overtime. I mean, yep. I got a text from my dad. He goes, "Yep, there's your bullshit caution." Two overtimes later, and we're still trying to finish the race. So. Yeah, that's literally half a spin, and the guy got it rolling right away. So it's unfortunate that that happened, but overall the racing was fantastic. Well, and I was glad Christian Eckes won in the end. Like sometimes when there's those bullshit cautions and you get the late restarts, then some person that like hasn't let all race wins that sucks. At least Christian Eckes was like up front the whole day and like had a really dominant truck. So like it was a deserved win, you know. 
What kind of happened there at the end where there was like a yellow flag, but then they determined like the white had come out before the yellow? Did you see mm-hmm. a breakdown of what happened there at the end? I didn't see a breakdown. I was I was like, uh, by the time the race was ending, we were like trying to like, do some stuff. And so like I basically had to turn it off right afterwards. But I did see a little Twitter video about it or saw someone actually explain it too. Um, but yeah, basically just the yellow had come out right after they hit the white flag. And so it was kind of like the Ryan Blaney texas all-star race from last year yep they were trying to determine whether or not the yellow came out before he crossed the line or not uh but he had already crossed the line so it ended the race and that's been brian explaining things love it one of my favorite segments (laughs) whenever it pops up what a treat (laughs) pops up multiple times an episode uh any any last comments on truck yeah, Deegan so stayed out on the one caution to lead her first oh. lap ever in truck and then immediately got ran over on the old tires. But that was interesting I, that, that was, they left her out there yeah. to lead, lead a lap and then immediately just gets destroyed she by the rest of the field. like, swallowed, like, nice. like right in the middle. And <laughs> it was just, insane. Like, all over left, right. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, that was, I mean, eventually, I guess, every driver needs to experience that. And maybe that's, like a, a like, a learning experience for her. But, like, holy shit, do not do that. There's no extra points anymore for leading a lap. There's zero reason to do it. Um, I feel like it's worthwhile experience to get potentially. It, I, I guess. Even like, if you're gonna get run over, your like gonna screw you over. Yeah, like that, you know. Like yeah. Jesus. What did you guys uh, think of the yeah, paint schemes uh, out there for the trucks? I think my personal favorite was Daniel Dye in that 43. It was a uh, Richard Petty 1970 throwback, just real clean blue and like an orange slash red. I thought that one looked pretty pretty sexy out there on the track. That was my favorite as well. I, I told I, I told us to pick favorites, and that was the one that I picked as well. Just looks too good. You guys, you pick one. Um. Uh. No. <laughs> Classic. The, the thing so that sorry, I think guys. I, I meant to, but then I uh, forgot to. The thing I liked most about some of these throwbacks is they're just so clean. You look at some of the wraps now; they're just kind of yeah. so messy and all over the place. And every week, it's a different sponsor i mean some of these throwbacks are just super clean and, and really sharp looking oh, and really yeah. pop yeah for sure cool all right uh cool. moving right along xfinity who wants to break it down i'm gonna have to miss this one because i unfortunately missed the entire race moving some friends i i was told that we were going to be doing a two-hour quick move moving a little bit of mm-hmm. furniture and it ended up being a six and a half hour literally moving two full apartments into one with a Ooh boy. trip to the dump in there as well. So I got a little more than I was bargaining Ooh for, boy. but uh, yeah, someone, someone break it down for us. New guy, do you get to watch? Um, Yeah, I can take it. Sorry. I was trying to find the message that I sent earlier uh, during the race. Oh my gosh. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, So let's see here. Xfinity stage one winner, Kyle Larson. Stage two, John Hunter Nemechek, and then race winner, Kyle Larson. Now I remember what I said, which is that that ending was nuts. I mean, Kyle Larson came in there at the end of the race to just barely yoink it out of his hands. And it was, oh, my God, it was so clean. It was so, so good. And we're going to get to talk about the, the breakdown of Kyle Larson and incident in Cup. But can you just spot a difference between the way he won in Xfinity and the way the person that we're going to talk about a little bit later ran him up into the wall in Cup? How how much more skillful his was? He gets by the guy, 
And then he's on the outside, and he just keeps his foot in it so that he's going to be in the wall. And the other guy's going to hit him, but he can't go anywhere. He's in the wall. And John Hunter Nemechek ends up wrecking, and Larson takes the win. And Larson did nothing wrong. You know, that's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it was uh, it was very impressive. I mean, uh, yeah, just very skillful. Like, Kyle Larson, great driver. And he could do those slide jobs. He can do those moves. Um, I know that the commentators were getting very excited about it. I was losing my mind oh, yeah. watching it. It was great. Same. Yeah. I was uh, I was leaving an MLS game, right? Uh, or I guess I was in the car leaving an MLS game at that point. So it was great. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, any favorite paint schemes from the Xfinity race? Some throwbacks. Uh, I mean, it's basically cheating, but the Ken Block paint scheme. Yeah, the Ken Block. Right? Incredible. One. So yeah, good. That's- that was really good. The only reason I wasn't going to say that was because I figured we, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I really liked Ryan Ellis in the 43, um, not to pick the 43 twice in a row, but he had the Kevin Harvick, like, right uh, right after Kevin Harvick took over for Dale Earnhardt, um, that kind of, like, black and gray. It said it was CorvetteParts.com on it or .net or something like that. Um, and just the old good wrench Kevin Harvick paint scheme looked really good. I think there were, like, four Kevin Harvick throwbacks across the whole weekend. And Kevin Harvick's was the worst, um, which is funny. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's really awesome. good. All right. Well, moving right along into Cup. Baby G, you want to break us down? Yeah, Cup. We'll uh, we'll jump in the w- stage winners, and then we'll start to get in some storylines. There's a lot of them in this one, so this is going to be a good, uh, good, good Cup race here. So stage one winner, Ryan Truex. Stage two, Ross Chastain. Race winner, William Byron. So... Um, I don't know where we want to start with this one. There's a lot to unpack on this race. I mean, the the first half of the race was just absolutely dominated by Ryan Truex. I, it was like 16 laps in, and he had already built a huge five-second lead. Um, can, I, what, can I jump in real yeah. quick? And, I mean, how about Ryan Truex? Uh, you know, has never done well in cup before, gets to win a stage and dominate the first part of the race. Unless, in, of course, you mean Martin Truex. Wait, it yes. says it says Ryan Truex nope, on here. No, we've got this Ryan is Truex. So tricky. It is Martin Truex. It is Martin Truex. Got him. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> Damn, yeah, I mean, hot just, to your prank, but boy. <laughs> like the first 150 laps of this race were just domination by Martin Truex. I mean, he's out there just oh, cru- yeah. just crushing it, and he ended up getting loose with I think it was lap 152. Um, mm-hmm. He got a little bit loose. Chastain got by him, took the lead. Um, End of this stage two was was pretty crazy. So Truex takes the air off of Ross with with one to go. Chastain hits the wall, bounces Truex, and Truex like does a crazy spin. So Chastain gets that stage two win. Truex then has to battle his way all the way back through the field for the rest of the race. So um, pretty good stage one and two. Um, I don't have as many notes for stage three. Does someone else want to jump in on stage three here? Oh yeah, we got we got a couple things that happened. Yeah, we got a few. Uh, number one, someone wrote down and a good call out because I, I honestly blocked out basically everything of stage three except for the final like eighteen laps. Uh, so they were, yeah, they were, where almost everything happened. But um, the start of stage three, Eric Jones spun. He uh, did not get a tire tight on the car and uh, spun in front of the field. Seven cars were collected, including Daniel Suarez and Austin Dillon. I like that. That there's a. a, a just for the fans at home, there's a sad face for Daniel Suarez, a smiley face for Austin Dillon. That was me. <laughs> in that one. That's good stuff, <laughs> good stuff. Um, but, yeah, 20 to go is really when it started to heat up. Um, it really looked like it was uh, Chastain's to lose or, or maybe Kyle Larson's to lose. 
And then we had a, uh, a, a big one with 14 to go. Um, took out a number of different cars. Um, I forget who spun at the front. I know Joey was part of it, but who who was the one that that spun oh, up in the front? Oh, it was a two X. It was two X. Ryan. Joey Logano. Yeah, old Ryan Truex. Old Ryan. Uh, that's, what, that's what happens. These experienced guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just took out Joey Logano, which I was happy about. But, like, it also, everyone that was in the outside line got wrecked. The 45 who was on the inside line somehow also got wrecked, uh, which I was not happy about. Um, and, yeah, uh, the one thing I wanted to call out from this, because I think this NASCAR inconsistency, man, um, I think it's dumb that when there's a, a, a caution or a crash... They do have a rule where it's like you have to maintain speed, but if you have to slow down to miss the wreck, you still get to you know get your position back, right? But they literally had cars, the nine and the four, who are in the outside line, who were in the wreck, literally got on the damage vehicle policy, meaning they have a certain amount of time to fix the car. They're on that clock, but they get to maintain their position? How does that make any sense? If you're in the wreck, you should have to restart where you got out of the wreck. Yeah, that you know, makes no where sense. Where you rolled away. I'm like, if you're in the DVP period, you were in the wreck. That's just it. Um, I don't, I don't care if you think your car looks clean enough. Like, I, like both Harvick and uh, uh, Chase Elliott across those two wrecks had damage. Chase Elliott slammed into the wall. Yeah. And well, so granted, what's good enough that he could keep going? But like, come on. What's the criteria by which a car gets put in the damaged vehicle policy? If they see you in the wreck, like if you have hit another car or hit the wall or something like that. Okay. I mean, I like, I guess there has to be a little bit of a distinction here because like if you're way in the back and someone slams into the back of you, they might want to put you on the DVP, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just talking without a good resolution and I'm just mad about it. But like, I was, I guess a little mad because I thought Bubba came out like third out of that. And ended up having to restart like eighth or something, um, which was just seemed wrong. Yeah. But from there, we had another wreck and then another one, I think, to set another up an overtime one. finish. Um, but before we got to the overtime finish, uh, Ross Chastain somehow beat Larson to a to he kind of restarted the race first, and somehow that was okay, and so he gets ahead of Larson before that big wreck. Then predictably ross goes into the first corner on the inside doesn't lift hits larson and they both wreck dude that honestly i'm starting to become a ross hater a little bit with i it's it's annoying because i don't i just want to see races end cleanly with good racing i mean yeah now here's like that's just bad moves like that is that's just not good racing Here's the one thing I will say about it is that Ross went in deep into the corner and Larson knew what he was going to do to him because Larson had done it to Ross earlier in the race. You squeeze the guy up so they have a single lane. That's it. That's all they can do. And all they have to do is a roll out of the gas and they can't get back in the gas because they have to start turning their arcing their car back down. They can't because you're there. So that's what Ross goes to do. Larson was not in that top lane where he where, where Ross was going to put him. He was down lower. And Larson tried to maintain his ground and be like, Ross, you're either going to hit me or, uh, like, you're going to give me enough room and you're going to lose all your momentum and I'm going to get out, get, get away with this lead. And sure enough, Ross caught him once. That did not help Ross's car turn. And Ross then kept going up the track and wrecked them both. So, like, there's a little bit of, you know, 
Kyle Larson just basically being like, you're wrecking us both, or you're going to give me the lead in that position. But Ross doesn't care. Like, he just straight up doesn't care. And I loved his interview afterwards where he's like, I just don't give a shit. Like, like he's like, oh, I'm the one interviewing you. I guess he's probably pissed. And yeah. just walks away. Boy. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I wonder, like, what it takes for Ross to stop driving so chaotically. I mean, I feel like this is sort of, you know, a cycle that we have with new or like newer, really good drivers. They get real spicy. They drive real hard. uh, And then eventually, you know, one way or another, they mature. I don't know. I mean, I guess like we've seen it a bunch with like, I guess Brad Keselowski comes to mind. Kyle Busch, probably Max Verstappen. Um, although Max hasn't yeah. quite matured yet. Yeah, I think it's just going to take some time and other people putting him in the wall. What, what could happen here too is if he continues to do this and wrecking himself out at a certain point, his team's going to be like, bro, like calm down a little bit. You're taking yourself out, not just other competitors. So here's, here's the problem with that. He leads points right now. True. He yep. led points coming in. Yeah. He won a stage, right? Yeah. Like, his aggressiveness gets him to these spots. We talked about at the road course how he was a wrecking ball after he wrecked with like yeah, 10 Coda. to go and ended up winning or, or finishing top five or top 10 in that race. And like, like that's, I mean, Trackhouse hired him for that. Bush, Bush Dude, as a sponsor is going to sponsor him for it. Yeah. Him, you know? Like, you know, for, for smaller drivers, they're probably losing money if they're wrecking their mm-hmm. car and not finishing well. But for someone like Ross and a young startup team like Trackhouse, who is doing well and also constantly in the public eye because everyone is talking, I mean, like we're doing right now, and I would say that we're one of the main influencers of uh, NASCAR opinion and advertising. Just below Dale sure. Jr., for sure. Maybe Except not advertising. We don't have sponsors. Um, <laughs> you know, I think like that this is like it's profitable for him his his team wants him to keep doing this you know justin yeah. marks is absolutely loving this because there's so many oh eyeballs and, and talking heads talking about yeah. him and track house and chestane and he was on pat mcafee like guy is it's, i mean it's right guy yeah. is bringing eyeballs to the sport and that's that's a good thing so mr worldwide must know. be psyched yeah, more people out that are, do not consider themselves NASCAR fans have probably heard or know the name Ross Chastain probably more than they know, I'd say, I wanted to say Chase Elliott, but I don't know about that, and Kyle Larson. And they know Jesus' name. At this point, with the way this country's going? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more Chastain. You know? Yeah. Everyone always says we need more Jesus. We need more Chastain. We need more Chastain. Um, but, you know, you said you're kind of turning into a Chastain hater. I'm turning into a field hater. Everyone against Ross Chastain because Ooh. everyone keeps talking their shit and nobody's done anything. You know and what? he's done the most. I like that. And I want to see more. I want to see more. I'm tired of it. I like and and Rick Hendrick goes on and says some spicy words and I'm like, get one of your drivers to wreck him. Get Josh Berry to do it. Turn that 48 into a wrecking ball. Oh Who hell the fuck yeah! Cares. Take him out. What did like you guys fucking back up your words, man? What, what did you guys think of when when that wreck kind of happens and in the five, then it's just keeping the gas to the pedal and he oh, pushed that car it. sideways <laughs> that so, was so far. Funny. Like he, 
He was pissed. He was yeah, pissed. you could tell he was I, just so mad, and it's like he just kept that thing hammered to the floor and pushed him like almost like the whole whole straightaway or whatever it was. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I I like the the they keyed up the the uh, spotter for the for Ross as he was getting pushed. He's like, i still pushing us." <laughs> like halfway yeah, that through was the fantastic. <laughs> Uh, they did a, Lar- uh, a Larson interview today. I think it was on Race Hub, and he did not sound pissed. I mean, it's a lot easier when you've won a race when you haven't. Like, like it's you're gonna be a lot more pissed, kind of thing. And Larson is like a level-headed person, I would say. Probably not in that moment, but overall. And so, like, man, I just Ross is gonna get what's coming to him, but I don't know who's gonna do it. I I'm starting to like Noah more just for even walking up there and taking. Yeah, a bunch, honestly, you know? yeah. Um. At least he did something. Uh, just uh, I'm I'm tired of it. I saw there was an interview today or some, some or it was on the radio. Justin Marks got asked about like what's going on with it, and he said something along the lines of like how we're handling it internally, and uh, you know the, we're we're starting to talk about it a lot more. It was different than his response before, where he's like, "How are they handling internally? Kind of They're giving him high yeah. fives and telling him great job, <laughs> keep it up." <laughs> no, I know that's what they should be doing. I that's what I thought was funny was I was like. Honestly, for the last couple weeks, what he's been doing has only been kind of good for the sport and kind of good for his team. He's going for wins, you know. Like uh, it's hard to it's hard to knock. Yeah, can we talk about anyway. the race winner a little bit here? Because like for William Byron, no, not, not, no, not at all. Absolutely this not. is all right, we're, the, we're moving this is on. the Chastain cast. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell us about so, so William Will, Byron, Will, like bye. third win of the year. This guy's just really coming into his own here and. I'm just looking at the race results here, and if you recall last year, William Byron almost won the Darlington race. Joey McGonnell had the bump and run on him and took that potential win away from him. Uh, So really cool to see Byron get that Darlington win. And another call-out here, so apparently his grandfather passed away on Thursday, so um, pretty tough week for him, I'm sure, just getting focused for this race, and also the 100th victory for the number 24 team. So some some pretty interesting milestones coming out of that, uh, the win for the 24. Yeah, I'll say, you know, I, I was sitting there and I was trying to pick my favorite my favorite uh, paint scheme from the cup cars, and there's there's a lot of really good ones, and big fan of the 45 and the throwback to Kurt Busch and stuff. But that 24, being a throwback to Jeff Gordon's car, they couldn't do the color chrome, which is what it's supposed to be. It kind of was this, like, brownish color. But in Jeff Gordon's car, it was the 50th anniversary, I want to say, of DuPont finishes or something like that. And so they had done this, like, color chrome. And like when you looked at it, it was all colors. It was a rainbow color. But when it when it you zoomed out, kind of thing, it was the same color as William Byron's car this week. So throwing it back to that, a car that I really love, that I have a 124 model of, just fucking love it. Um, that I thought that was a really cool car. 50th anniversary for Dupont throwback, and the 75th year of NASCAR for the 100th win for the 24 car, which is meant to be. I liked it. Yeah, that's super cool. Very well done by William. What was uh, y'all's favorite paint scheme from the cup cars this week? Um, I really liked uh, I liked William Byron's Menards one. I mean, it's pretty much the same as usual. Uh, but oh, you mean the, sorry, finally. the Dutch boy? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Wait, what did I say? You Menards. said William Byron. That's really embarrassing. Ryan Blaney. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what's okay. happening to me? Please it's all good. I'm getting the stage this. winners wrong. He's getting oh the raps wrong. I really it was a really nice baby blue uh, not quite mm-hmm. baby blue but very nice blue on that car I also really liked um, 
I liked the 11's Federal Express car. Throwback to the yeah, old was, logo. Yeah, Very and it nice. was the plane. It was the design of the, the old Federal Express planes. Ooh. Airplanes. Yeah. I like the number six Kozlowski with that Castrol GTX, the the oh, white, yeah. red, and green. Just super clean, super sharp looking. I, I, was, I was a big fan of the number six. That was a throwback to John Force's funny car um, that he won. Okay, yeah, I was trying to look up who uh, who it was a throwback to, and all I could see was Castrol yeah, GTX so classic scheme. So thanks for that. Yeah, top top thrill dragster there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think the only honorable mention that I had because I, I I called it out so early on when they first announced it because it looked so good was uh, just Chase Elliott's throwback to his dad. It's it still looks just as iconic and good, and and when I was kind of like middle school aged and really falling into nascar as much as i did that nine and then being from tossonville georgia was just like that's so iconic to me it's a very simple paint scheme but it just looks really good and i love that it said thank you moms on the side yeah this podcast brought to you by moms happy mother's that's day what moms it should be by happy mother's day moms yeah what'd y'all do would y'all, y'all get to do anything for your moms yeah, I did. I had my parents over Friday night, so that's why I missed the first 90 laps of the truck race. They they went to dinner downtown, and I just had them over for an after-dinner cocktail. And then uh, Saturday afternoon, I was also able to, after I was done moving my friends, I was ready for a cold brewski. So I uh, met my parents <laughs> out just for a, a couple of quick beers. Nice. So it was good to, good to catch up with the parents and celebrate Mother's Day uh, Friday and Saturday. Very nice. nice. Um, I... Uh, my mom lives in a completely different state, quite far away from me, so I did not see her. However, I did give her a phone call, and I bought her her first pair of Jordans. So that's pretty fun. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Um, fun fact. This is the fun fact of my entire life, is that my mom was friends with Michael Jordan in college, and also while he was in Chicago. Uh, she yeah. was in Chicago as well. Like he, She would talk to him you know while he was playing for the bulls and stuff and uh she told me when i like was talking to her about getting her some jordans and making sure that i got her the right ones that like she remembers when michael told her that he got a shoe contract and she was like really shoes and thought it was pretty lame and it's pretty funny because uh that's what turned him into a billionaire and also is a large part of what pays my salary thanks michael yeah well done that's cool um, I was, it was nice, uh, my mom flew in on Thursday and flew out, uh, this morning. Holy shit, it's still Monday. Oh my god. Shout out, Carolyn. Um, <laughs> shout out, Carolyn. It's been a long day. Uh, but yeah, we just hung out all weekend. Did nice. Everything. Went to everything. Hell yeah. Everything. Smoked everything. Drank everything. Beautiful. Uh, it was good times. We love Carolyn on this podcast. Yes, we do. Big, po- big Carolyn stands. Big, big Carolyn fans. Um, Cool, cool. Any last comments on the cup race, or are we moving along to some storylines? What did y'all think of it overall? It was definitely a tire race. Like, tire strategy mm-hmm. was the name of the game. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. I think it was a little... Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I, you know, it was... Uh, I mean, nothing... In terms of crashes, yellow flags other than stage breaks happened until stage three. I think that considering how chaotic so many of the races have been lately, like it was kind of nice to see just, yeah, a tire race, like just full long green flag runs. Um, Yeah, it was good racing. 
Yeah, I, I really thought that, like, it reminded me, it was a lot like the Dover race in a lot of ways, um, where same, yeah, same sort of thing. It was hard to pass, um, but there were comers and goers because of the tire fall off, but it took so long for the tires to fall off. Um, so it wasn't as good as Kansas is, is, is the, is the main thing. So like compared to Kansas, it wasn't as good. Um, but it was still a pretty good race. Um, but I'm really excited for these next two weekends. So, um, yeah, big time. All right, let's get out of cup race and start talking about some storylines. What is going on with Kyle Larson? Well, uh, Kyle Larson is going to be in the number seven truck for uh, at North Wilkesboro instead of Bowman. Bowman was scheduled to race in that truck this weekend. Uh, instead, Byron will do it, or uh, sorry, uh, Larson will do it. Um, in that same race, though, is Byron, is Bubba, is Ross Chastain, and Christopher Bell. There's 40 trucks vying for 36 spots. Um, they'll be the first to hit the track, I think, on Friday morning of the of the top three series. Um, and uh, they'll get the first couple laps in and get a good jump on the all-star race that's also happening on Sunday. So Nice. Yeah, no timetable on uh, Bowman's return. That's pretty... Call me crazy. I know this is a wild take. That's pretty unfortunate. Um, back... Unfortunate. Back injuries are nothing to mess around with too much. Uh, I'm sure you're having this experience, B-Boy, that you start getting, you hit those 30s, Bowman hit 30. Yeah, your body starts failing you. Your back starts hurting every once in a while. You don't have any good reason. And then you mix that with a crash in a car. Not good, uh, not good recipe. So uh, he said that. It'll depend. Uh, he should hopefully have a timeline once he gets some scans on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually, Castle. you might have to bleep that out because that sort of gives away. Maybe you'll have to just remove this whole segment because even the fact that it's not happened yet kind of gives away when we're recording this. That's and, okay. I already said it was, it's Monday. so okay. um, <laughs> Sometimes we record early in the week. It happens. Um, yeah, so the, the last thing I'll say is I just saw an interview from today where Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon commented on it and said that, yeah, he's getting his scans done uh, and that they're hoping that he can still return for the Coke 600. But I will say Jeff Gordon's one guy that, like, struggled with back problems his whole career, uh, never never really missed a race, uh, just, just kept powering through it. But ever since, like, a bad wreck that I think he had at Talladega, he had had back problems. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy to tell you, just sit out another race. It's going to be okay, especially yeah. in the way that NASCAR works today. So, Bowman's got a long career ahead of him. I don't think there's any reason to rush back and risk a further mm-hmm. further injury to a back. That's, that's something you don't want to be messing around with. Now, if Chase gets a win, then he's got to get back in the car because uh, then all of his other, other, other teammates already have wins, so. That's that's the time. That's the real timetable. That's when it starts. All right. Any other storylines? Final three of the uh, seventy-five best for the seventy-fifth anniversary. You got Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth, Wisconsin Boy, and Jimmy Johnson rounding out your seventy-five list. It was yeah, really cool um, to see a lot of the legends back at the Darlington race. You know, they did the start your engines they had some some of the gents up in the booth uh, i think one of my favorite parts of this this whole race was richard petty up in the booth he's just got so much swagger and at a certain yes. point they asked him a question and he was like wait what i was just watching the race so he was like yeah i'm not here for the commentary i'm <laughs> just here so to enjoy some racing 
that's how he is. That's how it he was is. fantastic. I, I know I said Loved this. It. I said this to y'all, um, but I want to say it on the podcast. It's just like how fortunate we are to have a Richard Petty in the sport, still around the sport. Truly. He's, I think I looked it up because my mom was wondering. I think he's like 88. Dude, I hope I look like that when I'm 88. Yeah. I hope I have that much swagger when I'm 88. I know I won't. Um, I'll still be wearing Boston Celtics jerseys for, uh, for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, the fact that he's both in the sport, he's not a blemish on the sport, in a sport full of, like, you know, rebel flags and things, he's not racist. Uh, he's just a good person. Like, go go figure uh, that that's the guy we get to call the king. That's that's pretty fucking special. So. Yeah, it's very cool. You know, I think, like, watching F1 and uh, seeing Nicky Lauda back when I started watching F1, he's passed away since then. Um, like, that was a very, very special thing. And I think it's just yeah, sure. anyone who is a legendary driver in a motorsport who sticks around and is just like actively a part of the experience it's just such a it's such a treat like especially being at a race and catching a glimpse of the king in person like ooh, it's, it's so special it's fantastic we yeah we we got to see him just uh spoil this bbg you weren't you weren't quite the nascar fan quite yet but when we were at daytona we saw Richard stand next to a young Bubba Wallace who was racing in his first season for mm-hmm. Petty Motorsports. It's a very special thing. It's very cool. What a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, I, I, obviously those final three of the 75, all past champions, almost undisputed ones, I still find it interesting that my bar was set at Casey Kane, and I still think he's the bar. <laughs> like, uh, out of the new 25, I think he was the one that they could have probably, like, Eh, you probably given it to someone else. I don't know who they could have given it to instead, but uh, he's definitely the one that got in on, on merit. But I thought it was cool that they had a, a picture with all of the, I don't know if it was all of the living ones, but it looked like it was, all the living 75 drivers that are still around, um, which was just a nice picture. Uh, nice to see Carl Edwards in the booth and out in NASCAR and in the wild. Uh, people had thought that he became a hermit. Um, he has not, uh, and it was uh, cool to hear from him during the race. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Uh, the picture, the, the funniest part of the picture, though, is that Casey Kane has been, like, not aged, I think, in, like, 20-something years. He looks exactly the same as he did 20 years ago. And if you don't mm-hmm. believe me, go look at the picture and look at him 20 years ago. Same dude. Taking baths in the blood of the youth, I assume. Yep, him and Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Kind of seemed like Carl Edwards had a little bit of an itch to get back into the sport. I don't know, man. I just got a sense from him in the booth. It seemed like he's maybe regretting that he walked away so early. I, I don't know, man. He he seemed excited to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I can sort of to, to recap to what you're saying. Just to just for y'all, in case you didn't know, uh, let me Ryan explain something to y'all for a second. Um, <sighs> my, one so of my Carl favorite segments. Edwards, yeah, yeah. I think this started. I think this happened right before we started the podcast. I think it was a couple weeks before the Daytona 500. But basically, dude fights for a championship, uh, gets wrecked by Joey Logano in the final race at Homestead with like three or four to go. Ends up giving the win and the seventh championship to uh, Jimmy Johnson. Um, goes into the off season. He's racing for JGR, very competitive car. Almost won a championship, and. I think I want to say it was like six weeks before the 500. It's way later than this normally gets announced. He just announces he's retiring. And nobody knows why. Nothing is ever said. Nothing has ever been said about exactly why he retired. 
there was a lot of speculation. I think his wife is a neuroscientist. Um, so maybe something there. Um, but yeah, he retired. But I got the same feel from you uh, as you did uh, that, yeah, he wants to get back in a car. Project 91, um, the, what was it, the... What was it? The fifty-six? No, sixty-seven. Uh, Travis Pastrana, the twenty-three eleven. They should be calling his name. Yeah. You know I that made me more... just think. When is the race at Le Mans? I was just gonna say I've got one more storyline. So the Garage Fifty Six, they put out a video. Um, it's like it was called like the Road to Le Mans or something on the NASCAR YouTube, and it just got me so hyped for that. It showed. A lot oh, of the nice. testing they've been doing at um, Daytona, they tested at a couple other tracks as well. If, if you guys haven't seen that yet, go find it. It's only like three minutes long. Very nice. Uh, isn't it in June? Uh, I want to look it up to be sure. Yeah, but... June 10th through okay. 11th. Yep, okay. So a couple more weeks. That's going to be really exciting. Nice. Make sure we don't miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty psyched, man. I think that they, it was either last year or this year, they introduced some new classes to try to uh or like tweak to the hyper cars to try to bring in more teams into the into the top um class for anyone that's not aware at Le Mans they have like three or four different classes of cars in addition to uh, the experimental car which is the NASCAR this year so it's uh it was like just Porsche dominating everything if I remember correctly mm -hmm. and then it eventually went down to just like maybe three or four cars total in that top class and uh yeah wec world endurance championship they decided to switch things up a little bit and uh, mix up the classes and love to see that there are actually more than just three or four hyper cars in there yeah i agree cool uh any final storylines anything anyone wants to call out move on to some other series maybe nope <laughs> all right let's talk f1 f1 was off this weekend uh but this weekend they're back on we're going to autodromo the emilia romania gp uh it's not the italy gp as a lot of people would say that is much later in the season i believe um but 9 a.m sunday they're in autodromo uh yeah i like you put the full name here you want to give it an attempt there new guy yeah, uh, so it is the Formula One Qatar Airways Grand Primo del Made in Italy E del Emilia Romagna Grand Prix Weekend. Get well hyped, mark it in your calendars. If you don't write the whole name, I'm coming after you. Don't don't say that in front of the Formula One drivers. They don't like long intros. No, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Where's that soundboard with the bottom? All right. Uh, um, well, IndyCar, uh, IndyCar had the GMR GP at Indianapolis. It's the Indianapolis Road Course. Uh, it was won by Alex Palou. I did not watch the race, so I can't give any more commentary than that. So, good job, Alex Palou. Well, I think something happened ready, with uh, a Pato Award because I saw his name in Twitter a lot, but I have no clue what happened. So, good job, or sorry that happened, Pato. One of the two for sure. Yep. <laughs> all right well let's move on to all-star weekend that's fun right let's get into the all-star race um does anyone want to break down kind of like the, the schedule or like how it is all put together who wants to take an attempt dude i don't know so not me <laughs> um baby g you want to break it down yeah a the, bit? there's you a lot going on times? so i 
I know one of the first thing that's happening is the pit crew challenge. I want to say that's on Friday. Don't know the exact Friday, time, yeah. but um, Friday's the the pit crew challenge. That's going to determine determine your your starting lineups for both the open and the the cup race. So that'll mm -hmm. be pretty interesting to see. Um, I'm going to make sure I, I catch that one. I think it's during the workday on Friday, but should be able to throw that one up on. Uh, I believe it's on FS1. Um, truck I think race it's a little bit later in the day, just to, just to be honest. I think it is like five thirty Eastern or something. Okay, so I guess perfect. All right. For you, so. Yeah, but then racing itself. So we've got uh, Arca and Cars late models. Those are gonna be running uh, both Tuesday and Wednesday. Trucks we got Saturday one thirty Eastern, seventy stage one, seventy stage two, one ten stage three, and then Cup. So five thirty Eastern Sunday. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We got Sunday night racing uh, at North Work Wilkesboro. So the Sunday open is at 5.30 Eastern, um, 40 CC, 60 to the end. And then the main, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, 100 CC and 100 to the end. CC is competition caution. Got it. Not in the know. Um, yeah, and uh, the ASA and the Cars Tour late models are racing Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of drivers in those races. Let me, let me name some names real quick. Uh, just because I was putting this together earlier, or maybe I didn't because I don't see the screenshots no more. Well, some drivers are in it. Y'all might like who they are, so you should check out. Oh, I've got it. Okay, thank God. Struggling there. All right, so in the ASA Super Late Model on Tuesday, we have Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, Noah Gragson, Derek Krause, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, uh, and then Johnny Sauter, Carson Hosovar, uh, Grant Enfinger, Ty Majeski from the Top 3 Series. Cars Pro Late Model, Jordan Taylor, uh, who is the guy that uh, does his, uh, is it Randy Sandstone, Sandstone, something, where he dresses up like Jeff Gordon from the 90s. Uh, he has oh, a rainbow late model uh, to race on uh, on Wednesday for the Cars Pro Late Model. Garrett Smithley also in that one, and Carson Hosfar and Corey Heim in that one on Wednesday. And then lastly, the Cars Late Model stock has Tyler Ankrum, uh, Mason Diaz, Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski, Harrison Burton, Kevin Harvick, Daniel Suarez, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. in it. So yeah, those uh, I'm guessing are going to be on like Flow Racing or I don't know some kind of a streaming platform. If anyone can find a, a, a good stream, uh, especially an illegal one that you don't have to pay for, please post it at Podcast Big Fun. We don't give a shit. We'll repost it. Uh, we'll give you whatever <laughs> Twitter bucks. Let's get banned off Twitter. Out. Let's do it. <laughs> That's fine. But, I've got uh, like yeah. 40 burner accounts, so I'm all good. Got them lined <laughs> up, ready to roll. Oh, there man. you go. Yeah, that's how we get all of our likes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so first first race at North Wilkesboro since 1996. Um, some cool things. Richard Petty and Terrell Waltrip are giving the commands to start your engines. Ray Evernham is going to wave the green. And Jeff Gordon's piloting the pace car. Um, anyone have some statistics on who's racing in the Open versus the All-Star race? I do not. No, I'm just super excited for this, man. It's a track you hear a lot about. I don't really know anything about the history, so I'm I'm excited to see what they did with the place. I'm assuming on the broadcast they're going to have some pretty cool shots of, of the track and, and the facility itself. So I'm just excited for uh, something new, man. Let's, let's change it up here. I, I like how – I know we talked about this before, but I like the simplified format. 100, 100 laps yeah. and then 100 more. Just, just go out there and wow. do it. It's so just weird to race. actually – be able to understand the weekend format <laughs> i just kind of go along with it i try and get as drunk as i can and then i just enjoy it but this oh, time yeah. Yeah, I, i'll get it regardless i 
know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 21 cars are already in the All-Star race. 16 are in the Open. Um, that includes Ryan Newman, who I forget if we talked about it last week, but he's racing a number of races with the 51 car in Rick Ware Racing. I thought it was interesting that uh, he qualified uh, for Darlington. I forget where he qualified, like 11th or 14th or something like that. It's the highest an RWR car has ever qualified, um, which is pretty fucking wow. cool. That's just Hell what yeah. happens when you get an experienced driver behind the wheel. Um, but yeah, 16 cars in the open, some notable ones. Eric Almarola, A.J. Allmendinger, Harrison Burton, uh, Ryan Priest, Noah Gragson, obviously, Josh Berry, who you know Bowman would be in, but Berry's got to race his way in. Uh, Ryan Newman, Ty Gibbs, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good open. A lot of guys are hungry to get in. Honestly, I could not tell you who's gonna win the vote out of these folks. All these people are lame. I'm rooting for Noah Gragson because he tried to punch Ross Chastain. Mm, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be real nice. All right. Well, I think that covers it pretty dang well. I'm proud of you, yeah. Uh, no smart and heart picks this week, but we can at least go through uh, the picks from last week. Spoiler, they weren't very good. Um, all right. B-Boy had last pick, but he got Kyle Larson. He Why am I third personing it? Uh, Kyle Larson and <laughs> Kyle Busch, who finished 20th and 7th, respectively. It's another one of those weeks where I was like, both cars in the top four, up to like 30 laps to go, and then God knows what happens. Averaged a 13.5 finish out of it anyway. Um, Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano were the picks for new guy, finishing 12th and 18th, respectively, for an average of 15th. Um, and then BBG, you had the picks of Martin Truex Jr. or Ryan Truex, if you prefer. And Chase Elliott finishing 31st in third. You also could have had a really good finish. I was Truex looking so out. good until Ooh, Truex checked out, really man. Good. That was devastating. Brutal. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so your average was 17th, was actually ended up being the worst of the weekend. Looks like your, both yours and my averages went down. New guy, your average went up. But our current uh, results Wait, halfway through the regular season are B-Boy with 11.46, New guy with 17.27. And right there in the middle is BBG with an average of 13.62. Um, good stuff, y'all. Yeah, yeah, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> Well, uh, I wanted to give you all a chance to redeem yourself now that we're halfway through the regular season. I thought it would be nice to quickly run through our uh, pick that we did at the very beginning of the year. So uh, I'll read out what's going on and where everyone is. So um, first off, will there be three or more overtimes in the Daytona 500? The answer was no. Uh, B-Boy and Baby G got that right. New guy, you did not. Um, yeah. Will Bubba G... Or, Will Bubba G... Um, will Bubba registered... <laughs> A top five without winning at the Daytona 500? No, he did not. Uh, I'm the only one that got that one right. New guy and Baby G got that. Wrongo. Um, will there be a driver suspended from political drug slash other controversy in the top three series? Um, we all said yes, and I think the answer is yes, right? I kind of guessed on this one. I had to, I should have looked it up, but didn't someone get suspended from truck for some drug policy issue? I forget. Yeah, I think it. I think it might have already happened, but uh, if not, it's gonna happen. So, no worries there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna do something race? stupid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, will a rookie win a race? Uh, Gregson, Gibbs, and Gilliland. Right now, the answer is no. Uh, new guy, you're the only one who answered no. So, off, off to the good start there. Big money. Will a guest driver win a points race? So that's anyone that doesn't run the full cup schedule. Um, 
Right now, the answer is no. BBG, you're the only one that answered no. Well, Frankie Muniz, Muniz watch, win an ARCA race in his first Ooh, season. One of my favorite segments. Right now, the answer is no. We all answered no. I want to take this back, honestly. I now think he's going to. Huh? You want to? We want to allow revotes? No, no, I don't think so. Uh. -uh. No. All right. I was gonna let you have it because I was gonna still say no. So, uh, (laughs) all right. Uh, Will there be a new road course announced for the 2024 NASCAR schedule? Not one already on the schedule. We all answered yes. I there's no there's no leaning one way or the other here. We just have no clue what's gonna happen yet. So we'll see what happens. Will there be 10-plus winners by the playoffs? Right now, there's nine, um, so it's probably going to be a yes. I'm the only one that answered no. Um, at the start of the playoffs, will Blaney's hair be considered long, Oof. chin, or below? Right now, the answer is no, but he's got 13 races to grow it out. We'll see what happens. Mm. I'm the only one that answered no there. Uh, will oval wet tires be used two-plus times? Right now, they've been used zero times uh, in, the, in the Cup Series, so answer is no. New guy in D-Boy have no for answers. BBG got yes. Uh, will there be three plus rained out races? We've had one. Um, so right now the answer is no. I'm the only one that answered no there. Uh, which Monster Energy team will score more wins? Ty the Reddick or Ty Gibbs? Right now the answer is Reddick. What a dumb Redick. choice for me to choose Gibbs here. That was a bad, yeah, that was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but both y'all took baby Gibbs, so we'll see what happens. Uh, which manufacturer will have the most poles? Uh, this is another one of those that was kind of hard to put together. Chevy, Ford, or Toyota? Um, Chevy has five, Toyota has three, and Toyota has two. So Chevy right now is the best choice there, and I'm the only one that picked that. Which manufacturer will have the most wins? Chevy, Ford, or Toyota? We all answered Chevy, and we're damn, we're super right. It's an eight for Chevy, one for Ford, four for Toyota right now. Slam dunk. Yeah, that's that's going to be an easy one. Uh, which team will have the most wins? Hendrick, JGR, Penske, SHR, or anyone else? Um, right now, it's five for Hendrick, three for JGR, one for Penske. Stuart Haas Racing, none. RCR had two. JTG has one, and 2311 has one. So the only one that answered Hendrick is New Guy. Uh, found that interesting. That I was so wrong by answering Penske. Um, Baby G, you have JGR who can That's right. Catch up, yep. so. Honestly, Trackhouse would not be a horrific answer here but i think that the fact that hendrick has four cars like that's the that's the key i just like as much as you know 2311 and rcr might win a bunch more races or might win a good good number of races yet for the rest of the season they don't have four cars they're just not going to win as much as uh, shr or hendrick so call me crazy they don't have four cars they do not yeah Uh, how many unique winners will there be in points paying races you could answer under 10 11 to 12, 13 to 14, 15 to 16, or 17 plus. Again, right now there's nine. New guy, you answered 13 to 14. B, uh, B-Boy answered 11 to 12. BG, you answered 15 to 16. It's looking like the over, so I would guess baby G's going to get it as of right now. Um, again, we're only halfway through the regular season, so we'll see. Uh, which driver will lead the most laps at super speedways? Again, fucking hard to figure out the answers here. I just have to do dumb math. Uh, Blaney's got 48, Kez has 44, and Bubba oh has 43 in the top three. Uh, I'm the one that has answered Blaney. Baby G, you have Bubba Wallace, so we're both in there. My boy. Chase Elliott has, he's got like 18. There's and he did time. race both of them, so that's that's pretty good. Um, which driver will lead the most laps at road courses? Uh, Reddick has 41, Byron has 28, and Cindric has two. Uh, you both answered Chase Elliott. I answered Kyle Busch. Uh, 
for my credit here, I thought the road course was going to be good because the eight car was good. I didn't think it was because Reddick was good. I was very wrong, but Reddick is the leader right there right now. But we've only raced, crazily enough, one out of the seven road courses we're going to, so we got a lot left. Um, which driver will be the first to have an average lap speed above 190? I have no clue how to fucking get this one. Just none. Someone's going to have to figure it out. We might have to uh, scrub that one. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I, I like. I'm going to start... It. Let me email NASCAR's general inbox or start tweeting at him. I don't, I don't know, man. So the only thing that I found was there is this site that does, like, statistics about, like, what the what the lap speeds were. Or not speeds, sorry, the lap times were. Every single lap at every single race. And so you can get that. But then you have to, like, calculate in the mileage to figure out the miles per hour and everything. So I'm like, fuck, Just man, write I mean, maybe. a Python <laughs> script to do the math it's easy all right sounds like new guys can do it uh, <laughs> oh, new guy answer your answer to this one was kyle bush mine was tyler reddick and baby g was joey logano we'll see how we do there i think we one, can just uh, all two. agree it was kyle bush <laughs> go flip a coin yeah, over my dead body um <laughs> yeah uh which driver will wreck out of the most races most dnfs i also didn't know how to get this one i think i saw where i could get it it just was going to take way more time than i was willing to put in but new guy, you said Austin Dillon, probably wishful thinking there. I said Ty Gibbs. And baby G, you said Ross Chastain. I think it's probably between y'all's two answers of those top three um, right now. So that y'all are in better position than I am there. And uh, lastly, a tiebreaker closest to the speed. What will be the average speed for a winning time of all 36 races? Right now, it's definitely on the low end. Um, like pretty, pretty low, actually. My answer is uh, crazy. So, yeah. So, uh, so right now, it's me on that one. So, um, We'll see how this turns out. Love it. Nice. Appreciate you uh, putting in the work to get all these statistics together. Math. Oh, I don't want to talk for the rest of the episode. Deal. Um, let's go ahead and jump into one of our favorite segments, Rapid Fire. Y'all ready this week? I got a couple locked and loaded here. I'm going to start firing off if you guys aren't yeah, ready. Yeah, go for it. I've got two. Me too. Yeah, one oh. of mine. So I was watching some NASCAR YouTube the the past couple weeks, and the quality isn't the greatest. So you know you can go to the settings, and you can usually pump that up to 1080p. NASCAR YouTube Max is out at 720p. So my question is, Shameful. what is one thing NASCAR needs to get up to speed on with their technology oh, up to speed very good um tv broadcast social media the way they present their product anything uh they need a streaming website much like uh formula one has f1 tv that has fun features like being able to you can uh watch from the camera of any driver's car you can listen in on team radio which you can do for nascar and i guess that you can see the cars if you've got app but yeah they just need a they just need a streaming service uh i want to be able to watch my nascar races without having to go on youtube tv um you know it would also be great i don't know if they would ever do this on their streaming service but i wonder what they would do when they break for commercial on their streaming service f1 doesn't have to worry about it because they don't break for commercial but nascar would we just go to the video feed? Would they have commercials on their streaming service? Probably they would. It's a lot of revenue for them. But, uh, yeah, they need a streaming service. Yeah, I I mean, that's 
that's definitely the most obvious answer. I mean, I really do believe in the drive to survive type of thing, like in that how much that generated interest in F1, in F1 having a less or a uh, uh, inferior product to NASCAR, meaning that if NASCAR could generate the same amount of interest, that would help NASCAR's viewership by a, like a ton. Um, I think that's probably the biggest gap that they have. Um, that and I think that they could be doing a lot more in terms of uh, when we talk like social media presence, not just like telling us about the race, but like actually getting drivers to do things outside of a race weekend. Um, whether that be like going and showing up on ESPN and doing interviews or like going on talk shows. Uh, fucking Jeff Gordon used to host SNL. I mean, like just no driver has personality outside of the sport right now. Um, even Ross. Uh, so I, I think that's that's the biggest gap. And so I call it like a social media presence, but it's really about the driver's presence outside of the like normal world, you know, of NASCAR. So that's, I'd say it's not a technology gap, I guess, but that's still my answer. Yeah. As far as technology for me, I mean, I think on the broadcast itself, just give me more, we've talked about this in the past. Give me more radio chatter. Give me more mm, team, team yeah. strategy. Give me more mm -hmm. information about the race itself, how, how the cars are performing technically. Like most of their broadcast right now is very surface level. You've got, you know, Mike Joy does a fantastic job, but Clint Boyer just has his tropes. He's using the same jokes every week. It seems like I, I just want to see him modernize that broadcast a little bit more because I think that's going to help with your engagement uh, in general. Mm -hmm. Just wait until you start seeing those NBC broadcasts. Yeah, That's right. The second half of the season usually picks up with some of that stuff, so maybe I'm just being impatient right now with the Fox broadcast, but we'll see. That's okay. You're allowed to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I think going off of uh, what you just said, the one of the best things they could do other than getting a streaming service is uh, get Clint Poyer out of the booth. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> I wonder if Kevin Harvick is going to get, like, fed up with him or if, like, because they, you know, raced together on the team twice before, uh, if he's, like, actually going to goat him on or, or how that's going to work, so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's used to it. Maybe he knows. Maybe he just knows what's going to happen. I hope he just says, like, shut up, Clint, at certain points. Yeah. That would uh, be so good. Uh, I can go ahead and jump in here. Do y'all think that considering the amount of enemies he's making does chastain get to the final four this year no my initial thought was no yeah i don't think so either i mean the more that we've distanced ourselves from the breakthrough season of track house racing last year the more it seems sort of flukish um just not to say that they haven't had speed this year, and, and again, Ross is leading points, but I don't think they've actually been in contention to win that many races this year. Uh, very consistent top 10 finishes for Ross for the most part when he's not wrecking someone or wrecking himself, or sometimes when he is wrecking someone. But overall, Suarez hasn't even been close. Um, like not, I I don't I can't think of a single race where Suarez led a lap, let alone was in contention to win. He's got one top five uh, and sixteen laps led the entire season. Yeah. Suarez. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just not. I don't Sweeping see the speed way. as much as it was there last year. Um, I see RCR potentially. I mean, obviously has two wins under their belt, but being the better Chevy team uh, behind Hendrick. So. 
Yeah, I mean, Ross does have his fourth place for laps led. He's second place for stage wins. Yep. Um, he's been he's been up there. I mean, I'm not saying that he hasn't. But when it yeah. comes down to the final bunch of laps, if he is in contention to win, he generally wrecks himself or wrecks whoever he's next to or whatever. Um, or he finishes second or third. He's not been the dominant car. Every time he's been dominant, Hendrick's been more dominant. You know? So. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, yeah, t- could, hit me. I got, I'm hitting you right now. Uh, if you could only race one series at one track, what would you choose? For one race only. Uh, and, Indy 500. In Indy, in Indy cars, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah. Well, if they would let me drive something other than an Indy car, I mean, I would take, I would do it just for the experience. An F1 car during the Indy car race. Damn. I wonder if I would win. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) No, you would not. (laughs) Wreck in turn one. (laughs) Oh my God. I, you'd go so slow, honestly. Uh, the only way to race, as they say, an Indy car and F1 is fast. If you don't put the gas behind it, the car doesn't turn. So, can't race it slow well they just have f1 cars aren't set up for ovals so lots of drag they would go slow but yeah indy cars uh, indy 500 that'd be amazing do the trucks run at bristol because if they do i think they'll be super fun to be driving a truck Shit, around bristol would. they surely do yeah that's mine that's yours that's i just i just think cool. the trucks are so cool they'd be so fun to drive i mean i i would probably not even make it one lap before i'd spin in that thing but i'd love to just get in there and let her rip I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna use the, because like I know you, I made jokes about new guy you're wrecking immediately, but I'm gonna make the assumption that if we got the chance, we would have a year of training and a bunch of testing and obviously do whatever we have to do to be able to get a NASCAR license to be able to run that race. So I wanted to say trucks at Darlington because they just look so much fun this weekend. Um, just, I, that just looked like my ideal type of race. Very technical, but very on edge the whole time. Looked great. Yeah, my IndyCar choice is because that's my favorite iRacing event. Yeah, uh, as soon as you said it, I, or when I said it, I specifically did not say NASCAR series because I was curious if you would choose something else like F1 mm. or, or Indy. Thank you. So that was cool. Well done. Taking us to a broader perspective, that's a new guy for you. What can I say? Hey. All right, Baby G, give me number two. Oh, right, right. So I was watching a little bit of um, catching up on some of the NASCAR 75 stuff they put out on YouTube. At aforementioned, the 720p question was watching the Jimmy Johnson celebration of his seven championships. And the one thing I noticed is championship weekends. So they were they were going to Homestead a number of those years for the final race of the season. Where would you guys host championship weekend if you could pick any track on the current schedule? Ooh, that's a good question. Kansas, Charlotte, <sighs> yeah, that Kansas race was real good. What if I just go chaotic evil and say Texas? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, we're just as bad as where we're going right now with Phoenix, better. right? Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least Phoenix, they like renovated the track, and Jeff Gordon owns that like bar outside, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, Kansas is a good yeah. choice. Um, I feel like Charlotte just ended at, at, at home, you know? I think yeah. for me, I'd want a mile and a halfer just because that's where this current car is performing so well. I don't I don't know that, like you said, Kansas would be good. Uh, it's also just the most standard NASCAR track, right? Like, 
it's a little bit of speed it's a little bit of technicality like it, like it, it's 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 the right type of track that's what nascar grew up on i mean short tracks for sure but i feel like a short track you just have so much chance for getting caught up in someone else's bullshit and that just you can't you can't same way you can't do it at a super speedway just wouldn't how often does the championship location rotate? I know it's been Phoenix for a number of years now. I'm also getting very nervous as new guys holding a knife or a scissors up there in, in the video here. So I got <laughs> distracted for a second. But how often are we changing it up where the where the championship weekend's going? It was Phoenix or sorry, it was Homestead every single year up until it switched to Phoenix three years ago. Um, so I think this was to be our fourth Phoenix race. So yeah, had Mixed always been up. Homestead. In fact, new guy and I went to the last Homestead championship. Mm. And the first Phoenix, if I remember correctly. It was, yeah, it was either the first Phoenix or the second one. I can't. I, yeah, I actually, wait, no, I'm wrong. It was the second one. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> Close enough. Whatever. Yeah, yeah Chase, Chase won one the first one. But. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, new guy? Yeah. Um, so this week we had a few guest commentators in the booth. Who would you want most to be a guest commentator in NASCAR? If you'd like, I can give my answer uh, yeah. to prime your mind brains. Mine would be Tony Romo. He's a fantastic NFL commentator, and I feel like him being in the booth, it'd at least be entertaining. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with Jack Black. I know I chose him last Ooh. week for the intros, but like, wow. I think Jack Black would just have fun with it. He'd yeah. ask a lot of funny questions, but also interesting questions, I think, and he'd be really into it. So, yeah, I like to see Pitbull. He's got that partnership with Trackhouse, high energy <laughs> guy. I think like he would do a a pretty good job just chopping it up and they're talking yeah. about who knows what. Give me Pitbull. Like Can I change my answer to be me? <laughs> That's who I want to see uh, most yeah. at the booth. <laughs> yeah, definitely my answer would be. Years of training ever since yeah, three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, having just watched the Super Mario Brothers movie tonight. Oh, I watched it yesterday. Um, <laughs> That's what a coincidence. Nice. I, thought, I thought it was all right. It was, uh, it was entertaining. I had a couple um, drinks in me, so I liked it. Yeah, there you go. Um, I wanted to ask um, a couple questions here. So, who, and you have to answer off the top of your head, I don't want to hear any reasoning behind them, I just want to hear names. Who are the most like these Mario Kart drivers? So as soon as I say it, Baby G, you're going to answer first. We're going to say a NASCAR second. driver? A NASCAR driver that's most like these drivers. Can be a past driver, current driver, anything. Um, get ready. All right. Who is the most like Toad? Baby Gibbs. First name that comes to mind. Baby Gibbs. Austin Dillon. Nice. I have William Byron. Bowser. Bubba Wallace. Ryan Newman. Tony Stewart. Oh, there you go. Yoshi. Uh, Ross. Oh, sorry. That's what I was going to go for. Oh, yeah. Good choice. <laughs> Daniel Suarez. Ooh. Josh Berry. Josh Berry. <laughs> like Yoshi. Uh, Ross Chastain. For me, Peach. Ryan Blaney. Um... Tony Breidinger. <laughs> Ryan Blaney for me as well. <laughs> and Mario. Hey, 
Hamlin? I I don't know, man. That one threw me for a loop. I think Jeff Gordon. That Dale Earnhardt. Shit, dude, that's oh, also yeah. good. It's yeah, so yeah, main character. Like it so well. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Well, the last the last part of this question is: What was the best Mario Kart game? I'm a double dash guy. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I um. You know, I think that I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, is it eight? Is eight the one that's currently on Switch? Yeah, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just good. It's really good. It really is. Yeah. I like my answer has to be Mario Kart 64 because it's the one I'm best at. But like Mario Kart Eight is a fucking good game. The one that gets slept so on a lot is the Mario Kart Wii. I know a lot of people didn't like it because you had yeah. to use the wheel and the jiggle, but, like, me and my brother would play that on spring break, like, six hours a day, and you could play online. We were getting so good at playing online that we were playing with the hackers, so it's like we had to intentionally <laughs> drop our MMR so we could actually race normal people. It was... Yeah. That game was so much fun, and it's like... I don't know that you'll ever have another motion-controlled Mario game, racing game, but that was just so different and so fun. I absolutely love the tracks in that game. Yeah, that was, that was like, I mean, it was such a big jump in the expansion of the game and how many tracks and carts and, and, and drivers and everything that you got with that game in comparison to all the ones before it. I do remember that one being like, oh, shit, this game's going to be, like, really fucking good. And then Mario Kart 8 just blew it out of the water. Yeah, the one that's on the Switch right now, now that they have that DLC waves coming in, it's like the amount of tracks oh, in that game are just so fantastic. I, like, when they put that booster pass out, I was like, yep, lock me in for... It's like double the tracks in the game. It's it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's definitely the game, like, like when I pick up the Switch, I only play generally a, a couple games. I don't do a lot of Switch play, but especially when I'm, like, uh, uh, Switch play, I think, means something else. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, especially when I'm traveling, Mario Kart 8 is like almost always what I play. We might have to we have to trade yeah, Switch codes and play online one of these days. Yeah. Oh man, you're gonna whoop the shit out of me. Let's Charlotte, get some, we get can some Mario Kart 64 going in Portland, and I'll whoop the shit Ooh. out of you. I agree. I'm so bad at that game. Man, <laughs> it's God. This new Legend of Zelda game is seventy dollars. I just bought it. It's getting delivered on Friday. Nice. Oh, you still you getting the cartridges? Oh yeah, I'm going all physical, baby. Wow. Okay. Select games digital, but Choice. going going physical on this bad boy. So, new guy, my final rapid fire question is: What uh, technology does Baby G need to improve with his Switch to uh, to enhance his gaming pleasure? What technology does Baby G need to improve with his Switch to enhance his gaming pleasure? Well read back, yes. Uh. Go digital and stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. That <laughs> question. I like the box, man. I like having the box. I don't up. know why. I, I was so slam dunk waiting to happen. Wow. And you fumbled it. You hit your head on the rim. And now you're bleeding all over the floor. Uh, yeah, it's a disaster. I've got no. Yeah, you really Speaking got me. Speaking of good. disasters, I think that takes us to the end of rapid fire. <laughs> and right into. New guy reads the standings. All right. Well, once again, speaking of disasters, first place is Ross Chastain, the disaster man himself, with 429 points. 27 points behind him is Christopher Bell in second, followed by Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Martin Truex, a.k.a. Ryan Truex Jr. The J in Junior stands for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, let me get back on it. <laughs> I could have done the R. I don't know. It's late. Um, Ryan Blaney is in seventh place, followed by Tyler Reddick, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson rounding out the top ten, followed by Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chris Buescher, Handsome Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in 14th, followed by Bubba the Bubba Man Wallace in 15th, and then Chase Briscoe rounding out the top 16. Do you know what I'm curious about? Is where is the seventeenth place? I was on just going to say that there's site. no seventeenth points in the standings. Is that where? Fuck? That's super weird. Is that where um, Bowman, Bowman would be? Would be? It's I got, guess so. It's yeah, got to be. I don't see him here. anywhere on the list. Yeah. So. Huh. huh? Who huh. the fuck did that? NASCAR, get your shit together. NASCAR, man. get your shit together. This podcast sponsored by NASCAR. Get your shit together. Yeah, a podcast big one initiative. Um, interesting callouts here is like this is a pretty ideal, I would say, um playoff, I would say. Like for, for me, Daniel Suarez being an outside kind of sucks. Bowman probably should be in as well. Uh Gibbs don't give a shit. Sindrick don't give a shit, and then everyone else that's below that, uh, get good, I guess. What about um, Chase Down? Chase Elliott, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Chase Elliott might make it. But Bubba climbs in. Um he's finished, I think. Five of the last seven races in the top five, I think, if I saw correctly. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it's climbed climbed from, like, he was 25th, I want to say, and now he's uh, 15th. So pretty cool to see that. Stenhouse Jr. still in uh, 14th, um, so nobody with a win from outside the top 16. But how about, again, I'm going to keep saying this because now we're halfway through the regular season. Now it feels real. Brent Kozlowski and Chris Busher of RFK Racing, who is dead on a stick, are both in the playoffs right now. That's fucking dope. Rakizowski's in the top ten. That's awesome. Man, I mean, damn. this is this is a dang good NASCAR season. I mean, there's so many people that are so competitive. Yeah, that's fantastic. How about Kevin Harvick, third in points? Amazing. Talking about guys that are there potentially. He's got four top five, six top tens but not really competing for wins. Uh, this week was, I think, one of his better chances um, that I remember. But, you know, third in points, consistency. It's key. Very, very nice. Cool. Well, uh, anything else y'all want to call out here? Ooh, um, I've got something. Uh, Austin Dillon is in 31st place. Yeah, well, he also had that penalty, right? So Great. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm really hoping that Noah Gragson can, uh, uh, you know, start scoring some wins and put Austin Dillon right where he belongs, next Ooh, to his baby. brother and on his way out of the sport. Mamma mia. Mm, you heard it here first, Austin. Let's fight. Fight me, Austin. <laughs> I know you're listening. He always is. He always is. Well, that's been another great episode of the Big One Podcast. Only challenge, maybe three people to fights this week. Uh, better than Ross Chastain. <laughs> um, that's been B-Boy and New Guy and Baby G. And just follow us at Podcast Big One for more content. Talk about all-star racing. Uh, email us pictures that aren't of genitalia to podcastbigone at gmail.com. Um, you know, honestly, genitalia at this point would flatter us, I think, too. Yeah, we just need... We need companionship. We need people. We need community. Email us. 
I miss yeah, you. Tell us who your favorite Mario Kart driver is and who the most like them they are in NASCAR. That was really badly asked, but, you know, that's been me. I've been B-Boy. I've been new guy. Bam Baby G. Signing off. See you all next week. Bye. Love you, much.